that sound, as you know, means that we are on the mic. Hello, we are the Weather Report. Gareth, Dave, and Sona coming back for our fifth episode. And today we are talking about the ubiquitous, or recently ubiquitous, hashtag. Good, evil, helpful, discerning, complicated, uh, hashtag we'll find out. So the first question for this is... Uh, do we believe that the proliferation of a hashtag on every tweet, every Instagram photo, every comment, every IRL conversation, when I walk around and say, hashtag, that's awesome, what does a hashtag mean for our community, our societies, our marketing communications? Is it going to stick around? Is it going to stay? Quite a bit there. Uh... <laughs> How much? Uh, how many tags could a hashtag tag if a hashtag could tag right. tags? Uh, I think they're sticking around. It's a very smart way of organic. Um, how they came to be when, when Twitter was launched at South by super smart kind of instant channel um, kind of organization. What is irksome is the trend of too many hashtags. It's almost ironically. Um, you would have seen something back in the day. Uh, there were artists that used hyperlinks because everything was suddenly hyperlinked. That they, they, they wrote this piece like almost like an essay, and every single word was hyperlinked. Out. Right. So it was kind of like this kind of ridiculousness, and I feel like we're getting to this point of ridiculousness, and it's even being supported by uh, think pieces and how tos for social media to engage, drive engagement, and um, get viewers. Mm. Use ten to 12 or 10 or more hashtags and I'm like are you kidding me that is ridiculous it's it's this slippery slope of obviously there are best practices quote unquote that that people in our industry will say where the more hashtags you have the more keywords you have the more keywords you have the bigger audience you might find up falling with if it is a glass of wine you're tweeting about at sunset expose sunset ex wine ex weekend ex enjoyable all these things are true but are we overloading a one moment or one picture or one idea with meaning that's not really there? Stripping it of its essence that's really one thing or should be about some kind of emotion and we're uh, making it much more didactic than necessary for really our own good and not letting people just enjoy what the thing yeah. actually is. I, I agree. I think a picture is worth a thousand um, hashtags. Sure. But uh, I, if you take a photograph of Epic Sunset, you will say it's Epic Sunset, Brooklyn, Dave, KD, whatever, best Saturday ever. Unfortunately, brands will take that and then shove in 10 to 20 more other tags to do the catch all the net. I need to grab as much as possible. And the problem is, if there is engagement on that post and there is a like, it's a false, it's like a false positive. It's completely irrelevant. There's no engagement. You do not, you won't re remember it the next day when you wake up. It's just another piece of thing that got flicked. It's basically a virtual poke. But I think the good CMO knows that. So to me, in terms of hashtags, I think one hashtag may survive. Maybe perhaps people will still use one hashtag in a thing five years from now because activists do it a lot. Advocates do it a lot. Essentially, the hashtag is the consumer being a marketer and really like branding something, whatever the thing is on their own. That's what like the hashtag culture became, which is interesting. It puts the whole, it puts the paradigm on its head and it's really letting the consumer tell you what the value is, not you tell the consumer what the value is. So I see 
I see a lot of positives to it, but the multiple hashtag thing is not going to work. The mul- multiple emoji thing might be here for a while. Yes, I agree. Because it's just fun. We'll, we'll get back on that. <laughs> uh, so the, where the hashtag originated on Twitter, it was it became redundant in a sense. I think right. a couple of years back because everything is searchable. You don't need to hashtag search hashtag NYC. You can just search NYC on Twitter and you get the same results. And you can now. You can but the thing with Instagram uh, and, and image-driven Mm-hmm. Things is you cannot. It has to be manually tagged, and that's where it's like crazy in a sense. Right. Uh, Though it's very. What I have to note that there's some people on Tumblr that really go deep into Tumblr, and there's some people on Instagram who go deep into Instagram because there's random Instagrams of mine that just find a lot of random people liking it, and I think there's one hashtag in it. So is so it, you'll you'll be surprised. It counts what that one hashtag is. If you. Okay. Yes. Are culturally relevant enough to know what that one hashtag should be. People will fall, will find you. So that person that connected you, are you? Is there some kind of reciprocal dialogue? Is there actually true they, engagement? They, or, I, I took an Instagram from a Mr. Sunday party, and I didn't know what the song was. And my friend asked, "What is the song?" And then this this random person said, say. "The song is no, you, you didn't come up on Shazam." Okay. But also they were wrong about the song. It wasn't that song. But there there was dialogue. There was dialogue over a party. But that's also a shared experience that people go to. Yeah. So that's a positive use of a hashtag. It's true engagement. Is it possible that the hashtag is a anthropological moment in time that five years from now, like you just said, because searches are going to become smarter better than what we understand today, this over hashtagging, even the use of the hashtag for what it was first created for, can go away because people are having trained the right way, right? We all understood you can search by hashtag. So if I want to say New York City Marathon 2015, everyone now kind of knows to go. People are tagging a certain thing. I can go find what the crowd is saying, what it's doing. It's, it's less about what marketers are doing and more about helping train the collective masses of everybody using find the technology. Other. Find each other to find community. Will it disappear? I think it'll become like the ad symbol. It's been reappropriated. Uh, you used to write a content list out or comma separated values using commas. This has just become another mechanism mm-hmm. to say it's an or it's, a, it's for me it's a kind of a thought organizer. It's like hashtag. This is a this these are five or four six things. What this is relevant to like a tag cloud. So it's almost becoming. It might become part of a language, part of the language system. Right. So, what break hashtag down isn't part of hashtag really just a tag, which when we put up a SoundCloud episode every week, we tag it by mm-hmm. diff- three or four different content buckets that we talked about during the show. The hash are not being a part, part of it. Maybe that's what's become the pop culture icon, right? But the idea of tagging information in some way will always be relevant. It's worked for our files from simply searching. Yeah, computers. so I think if you're an entry level it's person you have to. I think if you're yeah. entry level into whatever category you have to, but I think once you're a certain level, you don't have to hashtag your things anymore. Everyone's gonna follow them. Yeah. But it, it's the what you're saying that Dave is back in the day you would have done the meta tags and then open up the file and punch in a whole bunch of data. Mm-hmm. Like Epic Sunset, NYC, Brooklyn, whatever. Right, right, right. And now you just because you're not you're not doing that, you tagging them with hashes. Mm-hmm. Essentially, like that, that's what their function is. Will they go away? Uh, the only way they'll go away is they're going to be replaced by emoji. 
it's that, but then I also now when I think about search and I think about Google image search, that's not really a hashtag a way to search for things and find images that fit what you're looking for, right? So I wonder if we're going to see like the merging of search and the hashtag to just a different way to find information. Because right now, like traditional search doesn't work the way the hashtags do. How so? Well, when you do a Google image search, you're not you're not looking at images that were hashtag with a certain thing. You can though. You can, you can, but they come up in Instagram if you do a, like, what is if you do a search in Google. Because now Google, on Twitter, you don't have to hashtag everything. No, no, but I think that's because that's the origin. They're searching the text field, so you can get that piece of text. But but there's an image. There's nothing to say this is an epic sunset other than the person writing epic sunset or using an emoji. Mm -hmm. So that's why the tagging system is there. So I went through a frustrating experience on Friday, last Friday. So um, as part of the Solidarity work, we were tweeting in solidarity with a lot of um, like Muslim American groups who were about the Phoenix Mosque rally. So the hashtag that that group had determined was not my America. And so then, because you always have the, you know, progressives always have to really, like, dissect everything and really ask all questions, which you should. But then what it became, even on Twitter, was this conversation of, well, how can we, how can we even use the word America without looking at America's colonial legacy or imperialistic legacy? And why do we want to strive to this America? And don't we have to redefine or, like, we have to look at our history? And But for the context of the campaign, it made sense because it was more about... I show my patriotism by saying these people can worship and don't need to have protesters there. It made sense to the organizers at the time. It was aspirational. But it became very counterproductive very quickly to have all this debate over a hashtag. But at the same point, if you're trying to do a tweet storm, you need a hashtag. Yeah. So what's Otherwise, how can everyone find each other and like amplify the noise? Yeah. It's the double-edged sword. Yeah, it's a complete double-edged sword. So honestly, sometimes you just got to get come up with a better hashtag. <laughs> Sometimes that's a solution. Or, or agree that the hashtag is going to be a potential be point of contention, yeah. and yeah. and that's okay because it's it, it's no different than in essence being the very most minimal ad you can possibly run, whether it's good mm -hmm. or bad. There, we can connote meaning to not my America. Some other people might say that Coke ad for some reason was not about uh, wasn't promoting diversity in the right way, for example, and so. Everyone can always look at something that's right, put right, the right. world and, and be used as the wrong way, but at least it's rallying a community of people to talk about that cause or that brand. And do something together. Oh. And like something together. And follow something together. Mm -hmm. And talk about something together. Like, hashtag is supposed to be togetherness. It's supposed to, you know, bring it things together. But it's an organized collation. Uh, mm. What about the Second Avenue explosion? That was like, how would you refer to that? East oh, Village explosion, yeah, Second yeah, yeah. Avenue explosion, East Village, New York explosion. It was kind of crazy because I went back that day and I was trying to find the information. There was five or six major streams that were uh, tagged differently, mm -hmm. and it was completely contextual. Some people think it's like you know some neighborhood or East Village or Village or New York, like downtown. They were all in there: NY, New York, New York City, New York. So the thing is, people self-aggregate anyway. Right. And news, but, and news is different than organizing. Yeah. When you're but organizing, you're saying, we as a group, I, all I these different things, we are organizing around this concept. I agree with that. And with the, the natural, if, you know, kind of, the natural method is that 
cream rises to the top. Yeah. The, to the top. Um, which is, I again, understood. Yeah, which Where's is, some <laughs> content is king. Mm-hmm. So you don't need those 20 hashtags, ultimately. Mm. No, 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 I don't think so. I think, though, in the beginning, you do have to find people. Once you have an audience, if your content is interesting, and I won't even say, if, if, just like, if what you are and what you say and what you do is interesting, people will share that, talk about it, comment on it. it that's a great point, though, if you think about the difference between brands using hashtag as a way to create inflection points for themselves because none previously existed or it, it contains a point of view versus news the news is the inflection point and people are trying to capture what that means do you begin lobbying for a common vernacular and learning how to learn what the appropriate hashtag is a for news or for a brand to use an encyclopedia of hashtags if you will i think it's, it's organic like the language people it shifts and mm-hmm. it's going to be whatever are we going to call it something and the kids are going to quote something else how long until we see the first registered or trademarked hashtag oh well we've seen them attached to advertisements and movies attached to advertisements but until someone says this is our I'm pretty hashtag. sure there's a registered hashtag really? I'm sure there is for like a logo or a brand I'm sure of it but you can't own a hashtag you can't own a hashtag but you could own the hashtag and the word you can't of course you can't own it but I wouldn't be surprised if there's something... Well, that's a, the frustration is that I, I, I hear, you know, with the marketing, obviously, there's lots of money going in. There's, I mean, there's a campaign. Uh, we need to own this. We need to own this. We need to own this. You know, we need to own the color. We need to own young women that that's drink the, wine. That's the biggest and we need to own. Um, and I, like, I, I sit there and I go, are you kidding me? You can't. And then they want to own a ha- like, at the hashtag. I'm like... You cannot own any of this. I agree. The whole, you can have your value. Nobody though, cares. And people can be attracted to your value. About ownership anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like you can use it and just hope no one gets abused. Yeah. That's basically. Like I completely the state agree of the with that. I completely agree with that. I mean, you even see that in terms of organizing around political issues and haters. Like yeah. haters love the hashtags because they can then come up with like so much proliferation <laughs> of their things using that hashtag. Yeah. So. I completely agree with that. I think a lot of people are are just misguided about how this aspect of culture works because they don't do it themselves. And then they're, you know, they're the one who has the money and they're the one who goes to the agency and it's like bossing people around saying, well, this is what... But it's not actually how people use it. And they backfire with some bad results. So uh, is the fact that brands are trying to use hashtags in the first place merely an outcropping of we spent a lot of the late 90s, early 2000s struggling to find a better way as marketing got digital to start measuring campaigns better is all of the, the social that we're seeing in terms of whether it's a hashtag, whether it's a, a like, and we're still trying to value, determine the value of a like, is a hashtag just one more thing we've created for ourselves to measure a campaign when we're not really sure how valuable that measure really is. Obviously, we all understand conversation is good, but... Yes. But like you're a CD, you've had manifestos and taglines your whole life. In so many ways, a hashtag for some people is their tagline. Yeah. I think it, it is a. It's the beginning of a. It's definitely the beginning of a metric that isn't baked. It is there. But and and the, the, I, and we live in that world, and we're gonna have to live with that idea being that the metrics we're all valuing yeah. that what you brought up that we're seeing people are saying use ten to twelve hashtags because it's just a best practice. You get a cast a wider net. 
it's the right thing to do if you kind of want to generate numbers for number sense because that's the way we just believe that 20 hashtags and, and uh, the value of that is better than one like from an, one important person maybe. Exactly. I think that's the thing. It's like you, if, you can, if, you, if we can begin to quantify truly a, the sentiment mm-hmm. and the value, which at the moment isn't, it's just purely numbers, like 20 likes, Okay, twenty people liked it, but you just don't know. You're sitting there, you accidentally hit it on your, you know, scrolling. You hit the heart with your thumb. You don't know if you've liked it. Or ironically like it. Or you like, even ironically like it. And yeah. the same thing, um, which I think is pretty fascinating coming down the line, is is emoji sentiment, which is because it hasn't been cracked with natural language. Emoji sentiment is going to be even more difficult you, because we're using, you know, it's just. Is this high five or is this pray hands? Oh right, because you know? like between Android and things like that. Yeah. So there's yeah. there's there's things like that. It's like so what's the content? But emoji's so gotta... still a spirit. I don't even. I know that so many people are into like the, the actual like translation of the emoji. But in so many times, like emoji is just a spirit, and you get it with just the enthusiasm. For sure. Of the I, no, I'm not, I'm not I'm between friends. But like if you're a market and you've got to analyze a hundred thousand. Tweets, replies, and sixty percent of them are emoji. You need something in that sentence mm-hmm. that is like, is it high five, sun, prayer hands, and dancing girl, or is it church, uh, grave, and prayer hands? Well, you know, you got to, that's a quick. That's yeah, two. That's, that's two different true. things. So I think what you've just discovered is that we've spent a lot of time trying to figure out a common lexicon in terms of the words we use in the English language. I think we finally reach the point where with emoticons and emojis people are able to start saying we're going to create mini sub-languages of our pictorial things just like our caveman brethren did years and years and years ago or but our coders it, do in their own but it will be tribes it. having their own it will be the creative feed group knowing what what those that, that combination means it'll be yeah. different what the SolDev yeah. team has for their own internal things totally and it's I think it's going to be less having the emojis trying to speak on behalf of brands but more be a coded language yeah. between smaller subsects of people when it well comes. it's kind of like if I put the letter A, S and S together we know what that means right Right. so it's just like I can put a sun a dance and a clap together but I can f- shift the order it's like the way we use those emojis are completely and the same as like just a bunch of letters um, you know except the kids are using 20 <laughs> emojis <laughs> this exuberance Extreme. Uh, you know, for a while, I only went into Facebook and only used stickers, and that was my. It was like a little thing for myself, and I usually still do that. So I only commented on things with stickers, and it was just fun. It was just a little thing for myself. Because it's who really needs to really talk. It's Facebook an experimentation anyway. with language. I think <laughs> yeah. that's. I think that that's what we're all seeing is the ability to use language or use an emoji language that we haven't had a chance to use in a new way and experimenting what that is. What does it mean when I only do that? How do people read what I do with that? And brands can do the same thing to a certain degree as long as their audience understands what they're trying to say with it. Mm-hmm. And I think the value might be, might be that brands can create that secret language with their own audience or they are best to not try to read into their readers audience and measure what does a hand clap rare symbol sunshine epic sunset, sunset. Mm. and one thing i really think is interesting is how slang is evolving and how so many times like work. things that are popular like work slay blah come from 
Twitter and like Tumblr, and then they're now using everyday vernacular. So I find that really interesting too. I mean, like, it's fun. At the end of the day, that's what it is. It's it's also just a little fun in your day. Final so final question to that point, right? We put a pretty heavy marketing spin on the use of hashtags and what that means for the future, etc. But are we overlooking that for all these things that are being adopted, whether it's on Twitter or really now coming more into Facebook and probably Instagram, the use of the hashtag, as much as brands want to grab it and over-hashtag and over-index things, are people searching hashtags that much in terms of making it valuable for them? Sure, we can all find Super Bowl 2015 and know that there's a group event that's live that we want to do, but otherwise, are these communities really just doing it because it's just another way of expressing something within a digital age rather than regular people trying to say, I want to search Epic Sunset or on a Sunday, I'm going to go back the next week and say, oh, I wonder who else had an Epic Sunset today. <laughs> yeah, like, I, because that's what that's yeah, I, guess, I, I have. I don't think you're going to be doing that. You're definitely yeah. going to be searching something, uh, you know, Oscars or uh, Tonight NBA, um, whatever it is. You, you just want to see public sentiment of a certain topic, for but sure. All those things require... From the, from the marketer side, you you want to hash that out there so you can collate a data set or a number that says, you can go back to your client and say, there were 100,000 people or there were 10,000 people. Yep. This is yes, the proof. Because up until then, it's like shot in the dark. But we all know NBA Finals is a hashtag or Oscars 2015. Well, no, because because, because yeah, they're huge live events, but also there is media put behind them to put them out everywhere yeah, to sort yeah, of yeah. grab the collective. Who's, who's true, looking true, for true, but like, rainy Brooklyn Thursday? Do you, if, you, if you wait for Oscars, you go tonight. Maybe we do it afterwards. I won't do NBA 2015 or NBA Finals. I'll just do NBA. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Clearly, you don't understand the language of people hashtagging the NBA clearly, tonight. I'm gonna get swept aside, but at least I'm gonna find people that are just tweeting it or like tagging it. Like regular story. people do. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what Twitter yeah. does is pretty like the the auto population when you're typing NBA, then it gives you suggestions, which is good. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Then at that point, you can see what is pre-promoted because it's kind of an unwieldy hashtag, and no one can use that. I'm not gonna take be at the game or I'm going to mm. watch the game and live, you know, like Sona on Sundays, like a barrage of commentary. She doesn't write like, Showtime, whatever, HBO, blah, 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 GOT. I do, through. I do hashtags. You just do yeah. GOT or you yeah. just do Silicon Valley or, because, or the official one, but yeah. like you don't yeah. go and do the official official all the time. It's completely good. No one does that. You, you and brands should recognize that people are just using it because there is a vernacular. Hashtagging and emoji is very compact, compressed. People use that. It's just that's not ownable. Everyone's can, a lot of people can do it. Right. And you can co-op things really yeah. easily too. Uh, I mean, one thing I think that's interesting about hashtags is this, this idea that in some platform it works differently than other platforms. So... I think what we see now is that there's almost a divide in social media culture. For example, Snapchat, you don't know what's happening on Snapchat unless Snapchat curates it for you. You don't know what's happening on Facebook unless Facebook curates it for you. But for Tumblr and for Twitter, and etc., you have to really search for it to figure out what's happening or Quora or what are all these different things. So there's, there's a complete split in terms of you know, intensity. And we, we were talking about it before, before the mic was on, but the lean back... You know, lean, yeah. lean forward, you know, or, or like, yeah. yeah, that 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 level of engagement is different. 
So for brands, it's a hope for finding community and for people who actually care about community, it's a way for them to do so and find it, and they don't have to be one of the same. Or maybe it's just a little fun. Maybe it's just a little fun. Hashtag sponsored post. Hashtag thanks for listening. Everybody, this was uh, our fifth episode of The Weather Report. Next week, we'll be at Northside in Williamsburg. Check it out. Uh, So come find us. Come say hello. Keep tweeting, please. Keep uh, liking us on iTunes and all that good stuff. We'd love to hear all your comments. So thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Hashtag bye. Hashtag bye. (laughs)